And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Thursday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Mark. You know, last weekend I made a little corned beef and cabbage and it came out great. I put it right in the Instant Pot. Are you impressed? It was really good. It was so easy. That Instant Pot is amazing. It was a New York Times recipe, very, very simple, and you barely had to do anything. You know, I had to get another jar of Dijon mustard. That's about it. But it was delicious. Anyway, this is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life every day, not just St. Patrick's Day. By the way, happy birthday to my niece, Emily. Love you, Emily. And we uh, answer your financial questions. Just go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and uh, send us your note. So let's get on it, Mark. We got a whole bunch of questions. These are going to be, this is going to be rapid fire response, right? Because these are short questions, I see. So let's start with Carolyn, who writes, I love your advice. You've probably been asked this before, but how much cash should a person keep on hand? Uh, Since cash is becoming devalued with inflation currently, is it time to put that somewhere else where it earns more money? I just bought an I-bond, but one of my advisors wants me to tap into a new investment product to fight inflation. I'm always concerned I won't have enough cash if I need it. You know what? It's a bummer, but yeah, six months of living expenses in the bank. Go online. You know, it's, well, I'll tell you one thing that it's becoming clearer and clearer. Big commercial banks, the ones with the brick and mortar locations, have the worst rates. So go to depositaccounts.com, at least six months, I sometimes say a year, frankly, of expenses in the bank in a safe place, but check out depositaccounts.com. Okay? 
Leonard writes, I have IRAs that total about $700,000. One of my concerns is taxes when I retire. I don't think I'll need any of the money that at that time. I'll have a pension of $3,000 a month plus Social Security. I'm turning 60 this year. I plan to retire at age 62. My wife is 55 and she plans to continue working until she is 62, maybe 65. I've got four kids all over the age of 21. So I think my main concern is when I die and my wife and kids inherit the accounts, should the money be transferred to a Roth or leave it in the traditional IRA? Very confusing. Please share your thoughts. Leonard, uh, first of all, one thing you didn't mention is you've got your IRAs, but do you have money saved outside of the IRA accounts? That's a big question. If you do, then there could be an interesting opportunity for you to convert some of the money into Roth. That's possibility, but you've got to have money outside of retirement accounts to make that work. I don't know about where your income is. I'm not sure whether or not you really need to be taking Social Security at age 62 or not. You said that you know you're you're planning to retire at 62. I don't know if you're going to wait till your full retirement age. The long story short is number one. Yes, we think it's a good idea to convert presuming your income isn't too high and presuming you've got money outside of retirement to pay the tax that would be due. I wouldn't worry too much about the four kids. I really wouldn't because you can start to slowly take your money out, the $700,000 and, you know, take the money out and you'll pay the tax that's due. And chances are at this point, you know, I don't know, maybe if you don't think you need the money, you just take the money out and start taking it out and paying the tax due at this time until you have to take those required distributions. So that's it. That's pretty easy. All right. Mary writes that I'm 66 and single. I live in Western Washington. I haven't started my pension. I'm considering two options. Lump sum, which is about $180,000 or a monthly pension of $915 a month. I've recently inherited my parents' home. The uh, Zestimate is 780 grand. I'm going to sell it within a year and I've got $40,000 in liquid assets. So what do I think? Hmm. The second question is about uh, Social Security claiming, and she says, hey, I hear different opinions about waiting until 70 to start Social Security. So her full retirement age, she would get $1,600 a month or almost $2,100 at 70. Let me do that one first. So number one, because you're going to sell your parents' home and you're going to have cash, I think that that sounds to me like you could wait till 70 to start your social security. So that's easy. I'm inclined to, I sort of wish you could, I could talk to you. I don't know if you like the idea of having monthly income. I think having 900 bucks a month might be kind of great. Here's a question for you. With the $900 plus $2,100, so meaning a total, like at age 70, if you had $3,000 a month, would that pretty much cover your needs? If so, I might go with the monthly. Give us a holler back if I've missed anything, because a lot of this has to do with what your needs are. All right. Steve writes, like many of your listeners, I'm contemplating, quote unquote, early retirement or like that guy said, sabbatical. So this guy, Steve, says he needs health insurance to bridge him to age 65. Any guidance? Ugh. Um, well, listen, I would go to healthcare.gov or go to your if your state has an exchange and I would do that. I would also try a lot of associations have 
some guidance on that. And there are actually even real people, real experts who are health insurance salespeople. They may be able to help you, but I would go with healthcare.gov first. What, what do you think, Mark? Is that something, is there something, some other site that I'm missing? Yeah. So you also have, um, hopefully you know this, but 18 months of Cobra insurance. But I mean, Cobra can be very expensive. So just be clear. You know what is also good to do? Not retire. (laughs) Oh, God, I crack myself up. I mean, that's one reason not to retire. So I just want to be clear about that. The longer you can hang in there or maybe you work part time. I mean, there's another thing to consider, Mark, which is working part time can really help you with your planning around the health insurance. And and a lot of organizations will allow you to keep your health insurance if you work a certain number of hours. So I would check that out. Joseph, speaking of which, he works part time. He's 70 years old. He makes about 16 grand a year. He's got a pension of $50,000 a year. He says, my wife and I will be taking our social security, which will be another $50,000 a year. Holy smokes. So Mark, he's got a hundred grand of income basically. Right. Plus the 16, so 116,000. He's got traditional 403Bs, traditional IRAs, just about a million dollars. Should he do a Roth conversion? Mm. Well, he's only got two years before required minimum distributions. So it really depends on how much cash you have. I would not soak up your cash. I just would not. So if you want to take some money out, you don't even have to do a conversion, frankly, but I bet you don't need the money. That's the problem, right? Ugh, Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you, Mark says, unless you're sitting on a pile of cash, which you did not mention, I don't know, we're sort of thinking like, just start taking some money out. Okay, here we go. Here's You want to hear the subject? This is from a, a man named Guy or a guy named Guy, if that's how you want to say. Here's the subject. Why wait on Social Security? Never thought I'd get it, so why not? <laughs> Mark says we're going to cue the hate mail. What should the hate mail sounder be? I've asked Mark to start investigating some sounders in general. What would the hate mail sounder be? Yeah. Anyway, let me just give you the facts. Guy is retired. They're both retired. They're both 63. They've got pensions of $130,000 a year, but no inflation increase. Listen to this. $3 million portfolio excluding real estate. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Townhouse, beach house, uh, paid for. Mountain house. My God. They've got basically $2 million of real estate. A little bit. Okay. Wife will receive $2,055 a month at age 64 if we take it. They've been in 22% tax bracket. We will get enough after taxes for dinner. Oh, guy, come on. $2,100 even after taxes is good money. You don't want to leave money on the table. Wait till your full retirement age and you should both get social security. I don't know why you would take it early either. It's ridiculous. You don't need to take the money early. So take it at your full retirement age. Okay, let's move on before we have more hate mail and I say something I'll regret. First world problems, dude. Susan writes, I have a large sum of cash in a credit union, two annuities that I plan to annuitize, a Roth IRA that just came to maturity, five Roth CDs, and a 401k. I feel like I'm about to say the 12 days of Christmas. 
five gold. Okay, sorry. Um, I don't have any debt. I'm looking for the best way to grow my funds. I'll be 70 this year. I'll begin to take social security then. What do you think are the best options for the bank account and for the 401k? Should I transfer to an IRA, then to a Roth? Thank you for your input. It's not an annuity. Okay, you've got a lot of cash. So I would look at your traditional accounts. And uh, I think that what I might do is consider converting some of those traditional accounts and using up some of the cash to pay the bill. But I really don't know because I don't know what you need to live on. Aren't we not missing that? That's the big deal here. Will Social Security be enough for you if you just want to grow these funds and you have plenty of income, including Social Security, then I guess it's a different strategy. You need to tell us how much money you need to live on. If you're going to grow this money, does that mean you're not going to need it at all to live on? I might have one set of of recommendations for that. If you're just going to grow it, then yeah, I'd convert a bunch of it and I'd use up some of my cash and move on. For the Roth CDs, I would just move it all. I would make one Roth investment account. I don't know why you have all the CDs unless, again, I mean, maybe you need to live on. But you know what I was thinking? Like, I was just reading this long form analysis of looking at prior inflationary periods. And you know, when you hear from folks who say, you know, in 1982, what I really should have done is just gotten like a 20 year US Treasury bond because it was paying 14% or something. I'm going to keep a bunch of cash available and pull the trigger just in case, just in case we get into like a really crazy period of time and poor Jerome Powell has to just raise rates and become Volcker. Could you imagine? What would you lock in right now if you could lock in um, a 10% 20-year? How much of your portfolio would you convert and just buy bonds with that? 10%? Mm-hmm. For 20 years? Yeah. A whole heck of a lot. I think everything practically. Yeah. I mean, and if it were 30 years, even more. <gasps> I'm getting excited. Okay, no. I'm, I don't think that's going to happen. But anyway, I like to have options. You know me. I think that's it. I think that's a program. It's your St. Patrick's Day program. We should have had a Guinness. Uh, well, I'm having a Guinness tonight. That's what we'll do. No, you know what? I've done, um, I don't really like Guinness, but oh, I know that's sacrilege for you. But you know what I do love? I like Bushmills. That is an excellent Irish whiskey. It's a great alternative to scotch, which has gotten so expensive, Mark. Amber liquors have gotten so expensive. I haven't looked. An- another uh, good Irish whiskey, Redbreast. Have you had that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But I mean, it's interesting. If you look at Bushmills original Irish whiskey, it's like $32. Where if you look at, say, some other, you know, similar-ish kind of thing, it's so much more expensive. It's like twice as expensive. Anyway, that's all I can tell you. Go for the, the the cheapest version of what you can get down your throat. And that's how you celebrate St. Patrick's Day. All right. All right. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Enjoy your corned beef and cabbage, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to go to JillOnMoney.com, sign up for your free weekly newsletter. And please, would you mind, Mark just says to me before, hey, we are really falling off on ratings and reviews. So why is this important? We're not sure. Somehow or other, there must be some ranking system where we get a little bit of a boost through Apple. Is that right, Mark? That I think that's what's happening. So if you leave us ratings and reviews, even if you've done it already, just a new one, just say like two years later, 
After a daily podcast, which actually launched Mark, happy anniversary on March 14th, if you do that, it will help us. So we really, and that, you know, when I say do something nice for someone else today, that could be your nice thing. You could do that for, for me and for Mark, more importantly for Mark. Okay. So please do that. Thank you very much for listening. And remember that we like to in, really encourage you to not just do something nice for us, but to, for someone else. It'll make you feel better. It'll make that person feel better. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.